This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh, now a cloudy sky and 45 degrees. A man died after a house fire in West Wichita that happened Friday night in the 1200 block of North Wilbur Lane. First responders found the man unresponsive on the main floor of the home. He was taken to the Ascension via Christie St. Francis Burn Center where he died from his injuries. Fire officials say the majority of the blaze was contained in the home's basement, but smoke damage was prevalent throughout the home. The victim's name has not been released, nor has a cause for the fire or a damage estimate. Congress has until week's end to prevent a government shutdown. Congressional negotiators are said to still be far apart on top-line numbers for defense and non-defense spending, with a funding deadline expiring Friday night. Lawmakers from both parties are still hopeful of reaching an agreement on an omnibus, a package of spending bills funding the federal government through the fiscal year. But as time runs short, a short-term option may be needed, extending current funding for a few more days, weeks, or even months, something Pentagon leaders are warning against. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. The Wichita City Council is expected to approve the sale of the Wichita Wind Surge to Diamond Baseball Holdings, LLC. This is one of eight new items of business that the council will take on at their Tuesday meeting. The council will discuss approving an agreement with the Public Policy and Management Center at Wichita State to develop administrative support functions to fully implement a city council code of ethics policy. The council is also expected to approve year-end budget adjustments, a contract renewal with Visit Wichita, and a project for 2023 that will make enhancements to some city parks. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Wesley Medical Center will begin restricting patient visitation start to, starting today. The move is prompted by the continued increase of respiratory infections in the community. Patients will be allowed just two visitors at a time during visiting hours, which are 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., and no children under the age of 12 will be allowed. However, one parent or guardian will be allowed overnight for pediatric, the neonatal intensive care unit, and the neonatal special care unit patients. All visitors must continue to wear a mask. History took place in Los Angeles Sunday as the new mayor was sworn in. Tomorrow morning, I will start my first day as mayor at the city's emergency operations centers, where my first act as mayor will be to declare a state of emergency on homelessness. Federal data shows a spill from the Keystone Pipeline last week dumped enough oil to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool into a northeastern Kansas creek. The data shows it's the largest for an onshore crude pipeline in nine years and the biggest in the system's history. The U.S. Department of Transportation data also shows Keystone's operator was allowed to exceed typical maximum pressure levels. KNSS News time now, 6.04, four minutes past six o'clock. Stephen, 10 of the morning, KNSS now, 6.08. Eight minutes past 6 o'clock here on this Monday morning. At Wednesday's Sedgwick County Commission meeting, the board plans to appoint an interim public works director. They will also consider a funding agreement with the KU School of Medicine for a child and adolescent psychiatry fellowship training. Finally, 
They will learn more about ComCare's Master in Social Work Educational Program. Senator Kirsten Sinema uh, of Arizona has officially switched her party from Democrat to Independent. Democrats will still command a 51-49 majority. Sinema joins Independents Bernie Sanders and Angus King, who caucus with the Democrats. Liberals hope Raphael Warnock's win in the Georgia runoff would give them breathing room, rather than always catering to moderates. Sinema provided a key vote to pass the Inflation Reduction Act and was central to engineering passage of the bipartisan infrastructure bill. But she bucked Democrats when it came to changing the filibuster. Republicans hope to court Sinema. That's Fox Chad Pergram reporting from Capitol Hill. The gas station where George Floyd was killed will be purchased by the city of Minneapolis. The speedway where George Floyd was killed by now former Minneapolis police officers has been boarded up and the area around it's become a site for protests. It's even now nicknamed George Floyd Square. A few days ago, the city council of Minneapolis voted to purchase the gas station because the owners of the land, California-based Realty Income Properties 3, is donating $420,000 to the sale purchase. The city will pay $200,000. In documents, city officials write they are not interested in developing it, but rather will work with the community to create an opportunity for a national racial justice healing center in the long term. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 610, 10 minutes past 6 o'clock. Traffic this morning, well, things are going okay so far. Uh, we do have an intersection that's going to close today. Uh, Northwest Wichita intersection scheduled to close temporarily starting today. That intersection is Hoover and 21st North. Uh, it's going to close for two weeks. City of Wichita made that announcement on its Facebook page, uh, the new water plant. Some reconstruction about uh, how uh, waters run through that area means that they're going to have to close that intersection for about two weeks. So uh, that's what's going on there. 21st and Hoover. Traffic update, 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A dense fog advisory is in effect here in Wichita with some patchy areas of drizzle from time to time. It'll be cloudy with temperatures in the mid-40s or so by noontime, 51, and windy later on this afternoon. A round of thunderstorms roll in late tonight, Charlo 48, scattered storms early Tuesday, then a clearing sky and breezy with a high 54. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now fog, mist, 45 degrees. We have a south wind at 13 miles per hour. Stephen 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Today is Monday, December 12th. 13 days until Christmas. We had a cloudy day across central Kansas Sunday. Had one Saturday, too. Wichita's high temperature yesterday, 44 degrees. Normal high for the date is 47. And again, December 12th on this date in 1917, Father Edward Flanagan founded Boys Town outside Omaha, Nebraska. Boys Town. WNBA star Brittany Griner didn't want quiet time as soon as she boarded a U.S. government plane that would bring her home. I've been in prison for 10 months listening to the Russians. I want to talk, Greiner said. That's according to Roger Karstens, the special presidential envoy for hostage affairs who helped secure the basketball star's release and bring her back to the U.S. last week. Karstens told CNN's State of the Union Sunday, Greiner walked throughout the plane, introducing herself to every member of the flight crew, shaking their hands and making a personal connection with them. She was just darned happy 
if they're leaving Russia. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hi, Steve McIntosh. Did you fog out there this morning? Yeah. You described it accurately. Okay. A little fog, a little mist. I thought it was lightning, but then I realized it was that super bright LED billboard over on East Kellogg. <laughs> it was changing colors and flashing. Yeah. The U.S. Air Force pilot who held the record for the highest parachute jump for more than 50 years has died. Retired, uh, retired Colonel Joseph Kittinger died Friday in Florida at age 94. Kittinger gained worldwide fame in 1960 when he jumped from a balloon-lifted gondola that took him nearly 20 miles above the New Mexico desert. <laughs> Dressed in a pressure suit, he hit speeds of more than 600 miles per hour before the thickening air and then his parachute slowed him down. Kittinger also served as a fighter pilot during the Vietnam War. He was shot down in 1972 and spent 11 months in a Hanoi prisoner of war camp. 600 miles an hour. What keeps him, I wonder, if, I guess the pressurized suit that kept suit, him from yeah. passing out. Mm-hmm. And not if, oh maybe gosh. he had an automatic ripcord on it, too. I don't know, but wow. That would be some experience. I do not. I'm glad it was him and not me. I don't want to do that. Jumping out of an airplane just doesn't seem like a real good idea to me. How about a pair of pants taken from an 1857 shipwreck off the coast of North Carolina has sold at auction for $114,000. Well washed. Hollerbird Western American Auctions sold the white heavy-duty miner's pants with a five-button fly over the weekend. The debate is on, however, as to whether they have any connection to Levi Strauss, who created, of course, the modern blue jean. The pants look like jeans, but they predate the one Strauss first manufactured in San Francisco in 1873. So, yeah, they don't know if they were... They call them jeans or not, or just old, old pants from a shipwreck. All right, say what they're made out of? Well, it does not say. Here's something for, uh, well, for everybody, I guess. Police in Western Germany looking for stolen sperm before it's too late. Authorities in the town of Olfen say about 60 containers of bull sperm were stolen from a farm last Uh-oh. week. Uh-oh. Sperm was intended for artificial insemination and must be supercooled with liquid nitrogen at 320 degrees below 300 minus 320 degrees Fahrenheit. Police are seeking tips from the public. It's got to be an inside job. How do you steal that? How do you steal it from somewhere that's already that cold? And then, then yeah, who is your fence? Not like two guys just walked into the lab and stole that. Yeah, how do you, how do you fence it? How do you find somebody who wants to buy it? Uh, What's the mm. black market for that kind of thing? Uh, oh, the Europeans. The Europeans are always up. They're always up, up to something there. All right, Ted, uh, 6.15 here on this uh, Monday morning. So, uh, the forum. Did you go to the forum and see the Elf? Went and saw the Elf the Musical on Friday oh, night. Friday night, yeah. And how was it? I'm Good. Sure. Had, a, had a grand old time. It was outstanding. Sold out. In fact, they were sold out all weekend, I believe. Can it get you in the Christmas spirit, sort of? Of course. Of course. It was fun. Absolutely. All right, we've got, um, let's see, I was at uh, Friday uh, Friday afternoon, late. I was at Taco Bell at 21st and Ridge Road. Uh, the manager there, there is, uh, Scott's the manager there. And uh, handed uh, through the window, I handed $98 in cash to Austin, who is from Georgia. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I tell you what, he had no idea what was going on, but 
He sure liked getting that $98. $98 in cash. It's the uh, Taco Bell Christmas cash giveaway. Why is he here in Wichita? I didn't get to, oh, you didn't didn't ask, get him? to ask him, but uh, he sure was excited about that. And we're going to do that again Friday. I don't have in front of me where we're going to be, but we had one Friday. You do you had one Friday for KFH, right? Yeah, it was at Taco Bell at 47 South and Broadway. And it went well, I'm sure. Got Tandy and Lillian some Christmas cash. <laughs> Tandy said, this is great because I, I said, why'd you come to Taco Bell today? She goes, well, I was treating myself because through some sort of a deal, she she got to defer her car payment for a month. Really? So she was treating herself. And now and this. I said, and I said hey, and now I'm handing you an envelope with 124 bucks. This is your day. You should go buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> nice. Good idea. All right. All right. Coming to Wichita's uh, Interest Bank Arena, Saturday, April 8th, Journey with their Freedom Tour 2023. Also, the opening act is Toto. How about that? What an evening that's going to be. April 8th. And sometime this morning with Steve and Ted, we have one last pair of tickets to give away. One more pair. Oh, so good. Be listening for your chance to win, as we say. It's 618 now. Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Time for leadoff sports here on a Monday morning with Ted Woodward. Ted, take it away. Yesterday afternoon, the Kansas City Chiefs on the road in Denver, taking on their division rival, the Broncos, for the first time this season. They'll meet again in a few weeks. Chiefs uh, built up a massive lead in this game and looked like it was going to be a big blowout for the Chiefs. Of course, Mitch Holtis had the call of the game. It was right here on your radio home of the Chiefs, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. They're down for the Chiefs. They're 0 for 2 on third down. Well, they had to settle for field goals. Leading 6 to nothing. They have third and 2 at their own 44. Mahomes being pressured. Moves to his right. They're coming from behind him. Now flings it. Slings it to McKinnon at the 40. To the 30. To the 20. To the 10. To the 5. Touchdown. Batman loves this stadium. It was an underhanded shovel at the right boundary for a 56-yard touchdown. They were all over him. And he just slings it under his hip to McKinnon for a 56-yard touchdown. Yeah, well, that was pretty nifty. And the Chiefs built up a 27-0 lead in the second quarter. Game over, right? Yeah. The Chiefs made some mistakes. Patrick Mahomes had three interceptions, only the second time that's ever happened in his entire career. The Broncos, in fact, in one stretch, scored three touchdowns in about six or seven minutes, so... All of a sudden, this thing is a close game down the stretch. Isaiah Pacheco, take a bow. The Chiefs' kingdom loves you because you have just given Kansas City a 14th straight victory over the Denver Broncos. Seven and one-half seasons worth of victories. The Chiefs are now tied for fourth in NFL history with the most wins over a single opponent. Also, Andy Reid. It's a 17th straight 10-win season, trailing only Bill Belichick and Don Shula. An 8th straight 10-win season in a streak tied with George Seifert for that streak. But the Kansas City Chiefs up 27-0. Hang on to win 34-28 on the most beautiful 11-yard run you'll ever see. Christian Okoye, you would love this kid. The Chiefs win it over the Denver Broncos 34-28. Chiefs with the win, now 10-3 and three on the season. Still in the number two spot in the conference. A huge lead atop the division still. We will talk. Uh, it's, of course, it's Monday, so that means it's WSU Basketball Coaches Show night. Start out with 
Men's coach Isaac Brown at 6 o'clock. Women's coach Keita Adams at 7 o'clock. You can listen to those over on 97.5 and 1240. KFH, soccer men coming off a win on Saturday at home. Soccer ladies saw their seven-game winning streak snapped yesterday. We'll talk about that one right now. Uh, Wichita State visiting Allen Fieldhouse yesterday afternoon for a matchup with undefeated Kansas. And the Jayhawks were too much for the Shockers. KU wins it by 20, 72-52. 2,500 fans at the game in Allen Fieldhouse. Steve Strain had the call of that game over on KFH. The Shockers see their seven-game winning streak come to an end. Shockers drop to 8-2. KU still undefeated at 9-0. The Shockers have only won once ever at Allen Fieldhouse, and that was 40 years ago. They've now lost 10 straight games up in Lawrence. Men's basketball yesterday afternoon up in Manhattan for the K-State men, taking on Incarnate Word. This was a blowout. K-State wins it 98 to 50, 48-point win for the Wildcats, 7,000 fans on hand at Bramlage Coliseum. K-State shot 69% from the field in the second half. K-State has not lost a home game yet this season. They're on a three-game winning streak, now 9-1 overall, best start in a decade for the K-State men's basketball program under their new head coach, Jerome Tang. Happy birthday today to one of the great stars of the Wichita Wings soccer team, Jorgen Christensen, is 76 today the wizard of course he was danish and he was fun to watch huge star for the wings for five seasons 1981 through 1986 but that happy birthday to former wings star the wizard jorgen christensen is 76 today that's sports with steve and ted hey don't forget coming up on thursday night it's disney's avatar the way of the water That's going to be at the Boulevard Theaters at Town West Square coming up on Thursday night at 7 o'clock. I've got two four-packs of tickets to give away right now. If you want those tickets, give me a call at 869-1330. 869-1330 if you want four-pack of tickets to go see the Avatar movie Thursday night. 622 now. Keep it here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A dementia diagnosis is even tougher on younger patients. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 6.30 here on a Monday morning. 45 degrees, fog and mist. Authorities have arrested a Kansas man in the 1980 shooting death of a 23-year-old neighbor. After investigators who re-examined her death turned up new evidence. Hardin County Sheriff Brian Bellandier said at a news conference Friday that officers arrested 68-year-old Stephen Hanks of Burden, Kansas, on Thursday on a charge of second-degree murder and the death of Mary Robin Walter, who was a wife, mother, and nursing school student when she was killed. He says Detective Sergeant Adam Hales decided in April to reopen the investigation into the killing which happened at a trailer park near the airport in Great Bend. He says Hanks was investigated as a suspect immediately after the shooting, but the case went cold. Hanks is jailed on a $500,000 bond and doesn't have an attorney, according to court records. Hanks spent time in prison for another crime. Rodney Price, KNSS News. A large power outage affected northwest Wichita Saturday morning, affecting about 1,100 customers. Sedgwick County Dispatch reported traffic lights were out at I-235 and Zoo Boulevard, causing delays. Wichita police had to direct traffic in the area. The power was mostly restored by late Saturday morning. An historic day for NASA. 
as the end of the successful Artemis One mission sets the stage for the next round of space exploration. Orion, back on Earth. That was the word from NASA Sunday after the Orion space capsule returned to Earth after a 25-and-a-half-day unmanned mission. The next step is to send astronauts to orbit the moon in 2024 and land there in 2025 for the first time since 1972. This time we go back to the moon to learn to live, to work, to invent, to create. NASA Administrator, former Senator Bill Nelson, who says the moon is not the end goal anymore, but the beginning. The plan is to get ready to go with humans to Mars late in the decade of the 2030s, and then even further beyond. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. Federal prosecutors seek a life sentence in court in Michigan today. This for a man convicted in a plot to kidnap the state's governor. 39-year-old Adam Fox faces sentencing in federal court in Grand Rapids after he was convicted in August on charges of conspiracy to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer over her COVID lockdowns and conspiracy to use a weapon of mass destruction. That after jurors in an earlier trial couldn't reach a verdict in the case against Fox, who prosecutors called the ringleader, and co-defendant Barry Croft Jr., who sentenced late this month. A jury in April acquitted two others charged, another two already sentenced after entering guilty pleas. Three others convicted in state court also face sentencing this month. Five more alleged plotters still face trial. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. A hearing begins today in a case that will decide if the conviction should be overturned for a Missouri man who has spent nearly three decades in prison for a murder that two other people have since confessed to committing. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner is backing Lamar Johnson in his effort to vacate his conviction. But the Missouri Attorney General's office says Johnson was rightfully convicted and should remain in prison. Johnson was convicted in 1995 of killing a man over a $40 drug debt, and he received a life sentence. Now look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A dense fog advisory is officially in effect through mid-morning across Wichita. Clouds and patchy drizzle with temperatures reaching the mid-40s by noontime. 51 and a bit windy here this afternoon. Showers and thunderstorms roll in ahead of a cold front after midnight. Our low 48, then rain early Tuesday, windy and 54. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now fog mist, 45 degrees, and we have a south wind at 13 miles per hour. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS at 635, and it's uh, Ted, uh, Friday night. I had the uh, pleasure with my wife of attending a high school basketball game at East High School. Carol playing East, and uh, of course my granddaughters cheer for Carol, so I have to go. I, I have to. I get to go and support them in their endeavors, as we parents uh, tend to do. Uh, that new East gym... Uh, I think this is the second time I've been in there. You know, since they they built the new gyms back when, when was that? Two thousand nine. It was a while ago. It was a yeah. while ago. And if those I miss are, the old gym, but I'm weird. Well, I don't, loved going to the games in that old gym at East. It was gosh, how old was that old gym? It was back dates back to the twenties. The twenties. Yeah, I love old gyms like that. Yeah, that had the old time that had you. You were sitting around the around the court, and there was a little what. A, a little balcony over the yeah, top everybody there. Sat, everybody sat in the upper bowl. And at the end of that old gym, there was a uh, garage door. And I guess they 
use the opener to bring things in and out. And uh, I remember I played there a few times, and I, I, I hated it. I thought it was a pit. The back, the baskets were so loose, the bolts on them were so loose by that time <laughs> that I shot the ball from 20 feet one time, and it hit the rim and didn't even bounce. It just sat there. <laughs> they were in bad shape. But, uh, gosh, a lot of great – a lot of great basketball players have gone through East High. Oh, man, what a program. Anyway, uh, Carol pretty much did him in the other night. Yeah, uh, did you have a good time Friday night? Yeah, I had a good time. Good time. This is uh, December 12th on this date in 1977. The dance movie Saturday Night Fever, starring John Travolta, premiered in New York. You remember the opening scene where he's walking down the street? Walking down the street with that can of paint? Can of paint. <laughs> he's got his... Of course I do. BGs are singing "Staying yeah, Alive." Stay it's alive. a great opening. It's a great opening. <laughs> great opening credits. <laughs> and there he is, John Travolta. Hmm. Seventy-six-year-old uh, Minnesota man facing criminal charges for allegedly shooting at a squirrel and hitting a child's bedroom window nearby. Police in East Grand Forks, Minnesota, say the man was arrested yesterday after neighbors reported that bullet holes in the side of their home, and they had a hole in the window of their son's bedroom. Man told officers he was watching ball games on TV when and saw a squirrel on his bird feeder. So he shot at it with a 22 caliber rifle. Told officers he had been at war with squirrels and had shot at them at least six times in the past two years. But he said killed someone. The man's wife told him he was being arrested. When the man's wife told him as he was being arrested, well, I told you. Yeah. Not very responsible. I don't know what people, I guess I said what they think. Sometimes they don't think very, very far ahead. I don't, don't you know that bullets just don't stop when they come out of the end of that gun? <laughs> 639 now, Steve and Ted. It is time for the KNSS Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. Well, back on Friday, the live cattle traded near their highs of the week and closed positive with some triple-digit gains. Now, the feeder cattle traded two-sided and closed positive but came off their session highs. It appears our five-area cash cattle trade may be lower in volume than what it was the previous week, but it does look like Kansas might be 50 cents higher price-wise. Lean hogs traded mixed and closed mostly higher other than the nearby contracts. At the close Friday, February live cattle, $1.62 higher, one fifty. Five fifty-five January feeders forty-five cents higher one eighty-three ninety-two and Feb lean hogs seventy cents lowered eighty-four dollars even. Now Friday for the fifth straight session, soybean meal made a new contract high and soy oil a new low for the current slide. Soybeans were unable to hold Friday's highs and close negative, and the wheat had double-digit losses. Now the USDA report had no surprises in it Friday. Last week we saw March Casey wheat lose thirty-eight. Cents. March corn lost two cents, and March soybeans gained forty-two cents for the week. At the moment, March KC wheat's ten and three quarter cents higher at eight forty-three and three quarters. March corn up four and three quarters at six forty-eight and three quarters, with January beans twenty and a half cents lower at fourteen sixty-three and a quarter. January crude oil eighteen cents lower at seventy dollars eighty-six cents. February gold seven dollars ten cents lower at eighteen oh three sixty. December S and P ten and three quarter points higher at thirty-nine. 
9,947. December dollar index down 10 cents at 104.69. And December Dow Jones futures are holding 63 points higher at 33,560. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. So how about it, Tom? Uh, getting a little fog and mist over there in Augusta right now? Yes, we are, and it sounds like we're going to see more of it as the day goes along. Just enough to make you slip and fall on the pavement or something. Eh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh, this uh, Saturday Night Fever, the movie came out on this date, what did I say, 77, Ted? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just curious to know if you were a, a big fan of disco when disco was, was hot. Not exactly. I mean, a little bit, but not really that much. You couldn't escape the music. Because of the that's right that that al- one album, but uh, I I never was a dancer. I did have a nice white three piece suit with a big collar sticking out of it, which uh, was pretty freaky, pretty ugly, really. But, uh, <laughs> Do we have pictures of that? Uh, I don't think there's any evidence. Oh, that's a shame. Surviving, I'd have to go through the archives at home, but I don't think so. Uh, I'd like I to do, see that. Yeah. We had one uh, one print ad for our. Two-man news team, which Rob Freeman and I are standing there. And he, I'm sitting and he's standing. He's, we've got in our disco suit, so I'll see if I can find that for you. Nice. There you go. I can just see Tom over there with one of those, one of those speckled balls that go around mm-hmm. with one of those things. <laughs> it's going around right now. <laughs> it's got big hair. I can hear the music back there. Yeah, they've got some big hair going. Mm, okay. Stay alive, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Tom, Tom will stick with you tomorrow. 642, Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Coming up, we've got Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. Will more IRS workers help or hurt? Ah, that's on the way. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Brought to you by Purple Wave Auction. Straight, simple, sold. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS, 647 here on this Monday morning. Three big things. Three. Football, Kansas City Chiefs 34, Denver Broncos 28. Two. Wichita's Wesley Medical Center restricting patient visitation because of a surge in respiratory infections in the community. One. Congress faces another funding deadline. Government shutdown looming by the end of the week. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. So far this morning, things in traffic have been looking pretty good out there. I just want to remind everybody that last week we did have some uh, road construction start up that closed the ramp from K254 to southbound I-135. And that is going to remain closed uh, for another, well, two months minus one week. So there we go again. That's uh, the ramp from K254 to southbound I-135. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. 40% 40% chance for drizzle, rain, and fog today, and a high of 52 degrees. Cloudy and breezy with rain likely tonight. The overnight low 46. Tuesday, 20% chance for morning rain, then sunny, with a high of 53 degrees. Now fog, mist, south wind at 13 miles per hour, and 45 degrees. A down close for the week Friday on Wall Street. 
stocks losing steam in the final hour of trading and ending lower for the day and week after producer price data came in higher than expected and Lululemon stock suffering its worst day in a couple of years. The athletic wear retailer's earnings were in line with expectations and revenue beat forecasts, but investors were spooked on continued inventory challenges coupled with a softer outlook than anticipated for Lululemon's holiday quarter. The Dow winners, Boeing, Salesforce, and Goldman Sachs. The Dow decliners, Chevron, Amgen, and Walmart. The Dow falling 305 points. The Nasdaq down 77. S&P 500 down 29. Hillary Barsky, Fox <clears throat> News. More than two and a half years into the pandemic, many businesses have had to curb their hours of operations or services as they continue to grapple with labor shortages. The National Restaurant Association's most recent monthly survey <clears throat> of 4,200 restaurant operators found 60% of restaurants reduced hours of operation on the days they were open, while 38% closed on the days they would normally be open compared to uh, just before the pandemic. Wow. Mm. 6.49 now. I think 6.50, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Time for Don Grant, CFP, the money trekker. Will more IRS agents, uh, workers help you, or will they hurt you? Well, let's find out. I don't know. I'll just take a good guess at okay, it here. Good, good morning, Steve and Ted. The Inflation Reduction Act, passed a few months ago, authorizes hiring of nearly 90,000 more IRS workers. Ask the IRS, and they'll tell you that they desperately need more workers as the number of employees has diminished due to normal attrition, and they've been underfunded by more than 20%, so they can't replace them. But is upstaffing the IRS a good thing for taxpayers? IRS studies indicate that ninety new that the 90,000 new workers could help collect as much as $1 trillion in back taxes. They expect to do this by forcing tax cheats to pay their taxes. Under, underfunding, they say, has disallowed technology updates and staff cutbacks, inability to track cryptocurrency wealth and foreign-sourced income. This means there is less scrutiny of tax filings, which has led to less fraud being uncovered. The number of tax audits will go up, and that could result in scrutiny of honest corporations and taxpayers. When that happens, it could spurn taxpayer resentment, which could result in most people's confidence in the tax system waning. Wealthy taxpayers and corporations will be the primary targets of enhanced enforcement. Department of the Treasury research shows that the top 1% of Americans could be keeping $163 billion in taxes each year that is due to the Treasury Department. Of course, an audit does not mean there is fraud, but the extra scrutiny will create headaches for many taxpayers. If you're like most taxpayers, you're not a fan of the IRS nor taxes. But if you are paying your fair share, you probably would applaud the IRS collecting all that is due to them from all filers. Keep good records, and if you're not educated about taxes, you should probably work with a tax professional to ensure that you're not missing documents that might trigger an audit. And, of course, if you have any questions, note our new number, please. We have a new phone number number that's going into place. It's 267-0600. Once again, 267-0600. Give me a call, and uh, look forward to chatting with you. That's pretty easy to remember. Yeah. Two six seven oh what was oh six <laughs> easy to remember but hmm I can't remember it there you go oh, oh six hundred today is gingerbread house day I know you guys celebrate this 
a favorite food of an American monk, uh, to make that an Armenian, Armenian monk, Gregory of Nicopolis brought gingerbread to Europe around 992 A.D. Okay. And taught French Christians to bake it. Since gingerbread was often used in religious ceremonies, monks baked uh, baked it to be sturdy, to mold it into images of saints. Oh, so you could yeah, bite its head off. Yeah, it's gingerbread, gingerbread chains, saints. Kind of like animal crackers, I guess. Yeah. We can <laughs> thank crackers. the Brothers Grimm for a gingerbread house, though. Uh, through their tale of Hansel and Gretel, they introduce an evil witch who lives in a house made of gingerbread. <laughs> and I just I was just reminded of that when I read that about that Hansel and Gretel. Now, weren't these two kids, a brother and sister, got lost in the woods? Yeah. And, and they had uh, dropped crumbs to try to find mm-hmm. their way that, back. That was it. And then somehow... This this uh, witch got him in custody or something, and and then she was going to cook them up and she ate them, fatten them up and eat them, right? Well, she did, didn't she? I don't think no. Did they I escape? thought they ended up pushing her in the oven and they <clears throat> yeah used they the oh, that's to right. get back. That's right. That's right. She was trying to fatten him up, and her eyesight wasn't very good. I remember that uh, the boy Hansel kept was putting chicken bones out for her to feel his fingers, and she thought he was not getting fat enough. But yeah, that's the way it ended. Well, Ted. the uh, boy the. the that, that, I'm surprised that's not banned from libraries with some of the hysteria over oh, that yeah. stuff that's now. Just, that's because, just, I mean, that's, that, could, could oh. you write a children's book like that now? No. No, no way. You'd be thrown in jail. No. Just, you know. Eating up little children. Yeah, fattening them up. To, <laughs> no. You couldn't do that today. That would be too too offensive. Kind of like when I watched Miracle on 34th Street yesterday. Oh, was it, was it yeah. offensive? Yeah, and there was a six-year-old girl hanging out with the attorney next door, and I thought, you can't make that one today. <laughs> you couldn't make that one today. Mm. Anyway, uh, that, that's a frightening fairy tale. Hansel and Gretel. Well, all of those Grimm's fairy tales. Grimm is They're a Grimm. good word for it. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, she's hanging out with the guy next door who's never even met her mother. Yeah. He's all of a sudden, you know she's just yeah. hanging out with this guy. Who gave yeah. permission for Natalie Wood? What was her name in the movie? Not Natalie. Susie. Yeah. Who gave permission for Susie to go to? Was it, was it, it was the maid. Natalie Wood. The maid said, the... "I thought it'd be okay." Yeah. yeah. Did Natalie Wood play the child in that? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness! One of her first, her first films. Yeah. Wow. Uh, hanging out with Mr. Gailey there next door, had his pipe and his coffee, and he he looked a little creepy to me. I... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. That's... Uh, so I've seen one movie. I saw the tail end of uh, the Bishop's Wife yesterday. Uh, there's a couple that are on my list. Uh, so I've seen the 34th. i got to see all of Bishop. Uh, whole list coming up, Ted. My eight or nine that I have to watch. Every, every year, yeah. Every year. I love it. Six uh, we already watched Elf, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and I'll nice. do it again. I'll do it again. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So. I'm going to have to watch that. Huh? Funny. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's, it's so great. good. All right. I'm going to have to watch that. See if it, see if it meets my standards of funniness. <laughs> Probably won't. Well, you love Will Ferrell, so I'm sure you'll uh, find it hilarious. No, that's why. That's the only thing keeping me from it. See, that's why you won't watch it. You've never I, seen Elf. I'm prejudiced. Oh, you I got, do not think Will Ferrell. He doesn't is like funny. Will Ferrell. I don't uh, think he's funny. Well, I don't I, think Chevy Chase is funny. Okay, okay so there you go. Well, Jack Benny. I think. It's, <laughs> I think you're funny. Yeah, you're you're strange. Uh, <laughs> All right, Hansel and Gretel, 656, Stephen Ted. Coming up, news, top of the hour here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. Fattening up work over there. Congress looking at another funding deadline <laughs> coming their way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS.